went up to his house. He was in a care home. And we, you know, sat on the floor with two $100 guitars. We didn't have anything at that time, like nothing. And, um, and that was all we had, two $100 guitars. And it was like lightning the first time we, you know, we got together. And, uh, and we jammed like all day long on a Saturday, like from eight o'clock in the morning, like all the way. And, um, it was, it was the kind of thing where, um, you know, ideas started, started hitting me. And this was more, I want to say it was more intuitive ideas because when you get intuitive ideas, intuition, okay. And take notes, take notes. This is life coaching right here. Okay. When you have intuitive thought, you need to act on it. Okay. Because that's God showing you like, okay, here, look, this is possible. You want to do this? You know, this is possible. You want to do that? I mean, I can tell you like, you know, tons of, at the, at, at one time in my life, right? And we're going to take a hard left over here, Hawaiians. <laughs> hard left, Hawaiians. Here we go. But for a, a, a long period of my, t- uh, of my life, right? You know, I was thinking, wow, I want to, you know, want to meet the right girl. Right, <laughs> the right girl. We can get into that on on another. That's not a podcast alliance, okay? And and that's under the relationship category. But I'm just saying, like God was presenting me with women. Like you want this one, you want that one, you want this one, you want that. You know, and so so we had to start holding auditions. I mean, you know, and and um, and eventually, right? God gave me the one that you go. Okay, here, there you go. How you like that one? And I was like, whoa. And, and, you know, so anyway, all right, back to the, back to the original. <laughs> that was the hard laugh, Hawaiians, but that's coming up. That's coming up in the future on a, on another podcast, as they say. But, but yeah, so Wayne and I started out in life like that, right? And it came, we met in 1984. I'm going to give you guys years. I don't care. Yeah, I'm old already. Um, <laughs> so in 1984, we met in 1984. I was 24. Okay, do the math. Okay. Cause I don't care. Uh, anyway, but we met in 1984. I was a 24 year old kid. Okay, he was 35. He was 35, and so, and he he was this musical genius. Okay, um, I got all these ideas from that first meeting. Right? Oh, we could do this. Wow, we could do this. We could do this. And I didn't say anything, you know, when we were playing. And when I, you know, so I would try stuff. Oh, well, I'll try this then. See if you can follow me with that, this, that, whatever. No matter what I pulled out of the hat, not only could he follow me, and not only was he amazing, but he he matched my energy. It was like, go, 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 boom, 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 like that. And and I thought, like, whoa, I, I never, you know, I used to play with guys, and he'd go, oh, can we take a break? And I'm like, break? I'm like, I had chicks like that too, always. Like, and this one chick, she was, she was like, oh yeah, she was talking a big game, right? And after about twenty minutes, she goes, oh, excuse me, can you take a break? That's not a podcast, always. Uh, but anyway, but <laughs> I thought that was funny. Anyway, all right. So, but but no, but that happened. So I started getting intuitive thoughts, right? So at the end of that session, if you want to call it a session, at the end of that day on a Saturday evening. It was about 7.30. I, I sat down. I said, look, bro, we could do this. We could do that. We could do this. We could do that. And I started with a laundry list of things we could do. And if, if we partnered up, right? And um, his response was, yeah, 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 can. You know, and so, so we started out on that journey, okay? Now, this was in 1984. So we, we did a gig. We... 
we did a neighborhood bar gig, which was probably the most fun time of my life. Um, it just, you know, as far as, as music went, right? I mean, I'd, we, we had fun later on with our shows and stuff, the, the big shows. But uh, the Kalihi bar days uh, was really fun. I mean, that was, <laughs> people get shot outside the bar. I mean, it was, there was a lot of action. People got thrown into the fire hydrant. I mean, it was, oh man, Hawaiians. So um, it was a rugged kind of environment, you know. And, um, and that's the way we came up. And we came up through that kind of thing. And because um, you don't start playing um, Caesar's Palace or you don't start playing, you know what I mean? Carnegie Hall. You don't know. You, you start small. You start at the bottom. And that's what we did. And so anyway, going through this thing, right? In 1990, okay, so from 1984 to 1990, we do all kinds of stuff. Um, <clears throat> you name it, we took it. Whatever was offered, we took it. Right now, in the meantime, I'm doing radio. Okay, I was doing radio from 1979. So I was doing radio from 1979 and, you know, $5 an hour weekend jobs and part time here and there and, and whatever. And on the side, I was doing other things, uh, other, you know, I had security jobs, I had all kinds of jobs, uh, odd jobs, whatever, uh, and it, whatever, all kinds of stuff. Um, things that were not conducive to my goal, except for the radio part that that was, you know, but the other things outside of radio that that was not that was to live. That was to survive. That was to make money. And there's a difference between making money and following your dream. OK, a lot of people end up a slave to making money because and they give up on their dreams because they don't know that God will make a way. OK, now this is not church. OK, don't get me wrong. Um, I'm not preaching the kind of God that you get from the 501c3 churches, that, that kind of God. No, I'm talking about the energy that lives in you. You are not your body. You are not your name. You are the energy in you. Okay, your body carries you around. Okay, you're, you're the one inside. Okay, that. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. So anyway, now we fast forward to 1990, right? Now, I got engaged, right, to like the most beautiful girl that that I saw like at, at that you know up until that time she was the most beautiful girl I ever saw um it wasn't the kind of thing where you know I got down on one knee and it wasn't it wasn't that kind of crazy stuff it was it was uh we made the decision together and you know uh and then we started saving money she moved in with me and and you know the rest as they say is history but in 1990 Right. Uh, we were going to see we, we were I was at this place. I was renting from this 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 older lady and um, she didn't like her. You know, they were like, you know, females, chicks are competitive. Right. And so she didn't like the old lady. And so, uh, you know, and I, I didn't look at her as being an old lady, but compared to, you know, uh, my fiance, she was she was old. She was <laughs> very she was in her fifties, right? And uh, my fiance was like um, she was eighteen. <laughs> she was I think she was eight. No, she was nineteen. She was nineteen. So um, and and here and you know here's another thing, right? Don't go get engaged to a nineteen year old because I did a lot of stuff that was over the top. I did a lot of like yeah. So I mean you know, but that's how you learn. You just go. Hawaiian, sometimes you got to just go. And I was like, yeah, okay, you know, whatever. Right? I was like Brother Wayne with the music, right? He was like, yeah, well, whatever, okay, yeah, shoots. And so I just, you know, I just went. And so I got engaged to this girl and I said, hey, you know, can we bring Brother Wayne with us? Now, this is in 1990, okay? 
And um, so Brother Wayne was, you know, like, like, yeah, yeah, let go. Yeah, we'll go. So he was in the care home. Now, here's a, a couple of things were significant about this. The first thing that was significant is I promised him and I, and I said, I said, bro, you come with me because, you know, he's leaving a care home. Right. Uh, it, it was it was a, a what do you call it? Um, it wasn't like a care home, care home. It was like he was. Yeah. I forgot what what you call it, but it, it was it was like uh, yeah, I guess I guess you could call it a care home, but he wasn't a care home anyway. He wasn't you know um, medically disabled or anything like that. It was just blind, and he was there, and so he was leaving that safety kind of thing, right? And so I told him, I said, hey, you know, if you know, we we'll go do this, and you know, you come with us, and and we can start our business, because we you know one of the things that that I threw out on the table is like hey. We'll build a production company. We'll, we'll record people. We'll produce people. We'll do this. We'll do that. And, you know, all these kind of things. And so, you know, in in his mind, he was like, whoa, yeah, exciting. Okay, let's do it. And in my mind, I was like, wow, this is totally doable because we've got we've got two sides. We've got the creative side, which was me. And we got the musical side, the nuts and bolts of music on his side. And I'm like, wow, we put these two things together and boom. You know, so it's it's like those uh, it's, it's like those duos that you see, you know, um, you know, uh, you have two guys, right? Like Hall and Oates. I don't know. I'm an I'm an old school guy. So um, uh, locally in Hawaii, we had guys like Cecilio and Capono. Um, we had the Beamer brothers. We had, you know, if there's anybody listening to me uh, in Hawaii that remembers that. I mean, you know, mostly most of our audience is young and most of our audience is outside of Hawaii. But anyway, but those people and you can you can Google that. Um, but when you put these two people together, you get magic. Right. And if there's just, you know, if they're just performing individually, um, they're OK. But the magic doesn't happen until you put them together. And that was us, right? We, we found that chemistry. And it just happened. It just so happened everything clicked on that one day, right? So now we're, we're pursuing, you know, whatever. And so, you know, I asked my fiance, I said, hey, can we bring Brother Wayne with us? And, um, you know, he can, we, we, can, we can go look for a three-bedroom. We'll build a recording studio in one bedroom. And he can have a room and we can have a room. And, and everybody's happy and we're all good. And she's like, yeah. And that's how it happened. So I promised him. I said, I said, Bob, because he's leaving his comfort zone, right? The, the care home. And I said, as long as I'm alive, you will never have to go back to a care home as, as long as I live. I, I promise you that much. And he didn't really care. I mean, he was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, he didn't care that, you know, um, about that. He, he didn't care about that. But that was me. That was for me. I did that for me. And I I had to hold, see, I'm, I'm the kind of person I got to hold myself to stuff. And, and I have a set of, you know, although my morals and, and values may be a little distorted here and there, always, you know, um, especially when it comes to jigs. But I, I will tell you that I do have standards that I hold myself to. And I think everybody should. Right. So anyway, and, and one of the things that that I do is when I make a promise to myself, I mean, you can you can you can do whatever you want to anybody else. But you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be up and up with yourself. And so that's what I did. And I made that promise back in 1990. So Brother Wayne comes with us. We start out and the rest, as they say, is history. We started with a production company. We did all kinds of stuff. Right now, the thing that I knew 
And this is what the podcast is about, sacrifice, okay? The thing, or my, my sacrifice. Um, the thing that I knew going in was like, okay, I'm going to be taking care of a blind man, okay? I'm going to be responsible because I am responsible. And the reason I was responsible is because he can't be responsible. I mean, he can't, you know, go get stuff or go drive to here. You know, I got to take him. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I was willing, you know, I was down. I was like, yeah, let's do this, you know. And um, and I was responsible. Now, down the road, you know, a little bit, mm-hmm, down the road, um, we met this girl. And um, <clears throat> I'm not going to mention um, names or anything, but we met this girl who was really, really cool. And I thought, wow, she would be a good friend for him uh, and hang out. And she liked to sing and he liked to play. And so we brought her into the fold, so to speak, right? Now, eight years down the road in the engagement, it didn't work out, okay? And so my fiance and I just broke up and, and whatever. And then we took this girl in, right, with us. And she was, she was like, um, you know, I, until today, I, I refer to her as one of the brotherhood. Because she was, she was one of, we, we used to call her the only sister in the brotherhood. Uh, that's how we used to call it. She called me dad. And she, she still calls me dad. And, and I still look at her as, you know, Hanai. Uh, in Hawaii, Hanai, let me explain Hanai. Hanai is like, they're not your real family, but you take them in as family. And then you're like family, okay? Because you can be related to people, okay? And then you can be family to people. So, and there's a difference, right? There's a big difference. So don't get those confused. Uh, don't feel obligated to people that are related to you by blood if if they are you know whatever way they are that is not conducive to your liking or whatever uh, that kind of thing um yeah just just let go and build your own family and that's what i did so so both of these guys right brother wayne and and her they were my family and we moved forward together and we built stuff and and um yeah, we we built a singing school right after the right after the production company, and uh, you know the story just kind of goes right. It's it's much too long for a podcast, but the sacrifice part was wow. When this girl came to live with us, she had a mild case of cerebral palsy, which meant that she used crutches to get around, right? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, whatever, come you know, come with us, yeah, you know, oh, we got you kind of thing and and then we just you know we just kind of uh, went down the road like that and and they became buddies and and they were you know which was important to me because i had another girlfriend at the time and um oh trust me they, <laughs> these guys saw it all but they, they saw chicks come in and out and i mean oh it was it was it was crazy it was crazy but you know that and that was me being me and, you know, the the stuff I had with them and the business and uh, businesses, actually, uh, was something else. And so, anyway, I knew that, first of all, I got to take care of these guys. I am responsible. And, you know, I can I can be I can be a, a, a pain in the butt when I'm responsible because things got to be done my way as as far as not not like, you know, forcing anybody to do stuff. But as in like, hey, 
I am responsible. So you guys, you know, you can't do, can't go all over the creation with so and so and this and that and blah 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 and whatever. And um, you, know, you got to lock the house. I mean, you know, basic basic rules that you would have for a family. And um, but anyway, we we had the best times, like the best times, uh, best times of my life was with these two, and um, and I was responsible. And this this actually uh, taught me responsibility. Okay, um, you know, I, I had the other podcast where I told you guys I you know I had six girlfriends right for three years, the same six girls assigned each one a day, and that taught me time management. Okay, this taught me responsibility. Okay, and so anyway, um, and I know what you're thinking, right? You had six girlfriends. Well, like <laughs> three years, yeah, yeah. It was it was a trip, Hoynes. But um, and and they were all quality girls. They were all quality females. They were all good people, you know. So, um, but but anyway, you know, um, back to the you know sacrifice, right? So I knew that I would have to give up a lot of stuff. And it was all in the name of music and getting to where I wanted to be in music. And, you know, I keep telling you guys, right, where I wanted to be was was that Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, uh, locally, Don Ho and Sam Kapoor kind of thing. Um, you guys can Google those guys. Um, but but it's the same thing. They, they were like the local Hawaii version of Frank Sinatra and, and, you know, Elvis and all those guys, right, the performers. And... Um, <clears throat> So that was my dream, and I had committed to my dream, and I had committed with Brother Wayne to the dream, okay. And and not only that, I had committed to taking care of of Wayne, and <clears throat> and then taking care of this girl, right? As we, as we went down that road together, and so as a result, I never took vacations. I never, you know, I was never able to leave the island and and just go. You know, if I left the island, it was with Brother Wayne to do a, a job on the neighbor islands, on Kauai. Uh, we, we went to Kauai for, for a vacation. Uh, I think I think once we went for a family thing that was going on with me on my side. And uh, and then we went, you know, to do to do gigs, to do shows. And we did shows on Kauai. We did shows on Maui. We did, you know, that kind of thing. We did a wedding uh, on the big island. We did, we did that kind of thing. So we would do that. But... You know, other than that, it was there was no such thing as me getting on a jet and going somewhere, you know, with some girl on 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 a on a week vacation to I don't know Acapulco or something. Yeah, no, none of that. <clears throat> but you know, there was this cartoon when I was a kid, and one of the characters used to say, "You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, right?" And I committed. You know, I'm that kind of person. That if I commit to something, you know, like I. Committed to my engagement, right? Eight years later, I found out, hey, what? what? You know, different podcast lines. But anyway, but yeah, so, you know, so I commit, right? All right, let's do this. I'm all in, what, whatever, all the cliches, any cliche you want to use, just insert it right there. So I was committed. Now, I knew like, wow, this is, you know, this is going to be, I'm going to have to commit to the dream or I'm going to have to like be half ass about it and I may not get the dream. Okay, did I get the dream? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, Hawaiians, I got the dream. Not only did I get the dream, but I was also protected. Okay, and this is, you know, like I said, God is real. And I was protected from the snakes. I was protected from the guys that, 
you know, preyed on people with talent. I was, I was protected from, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. The, the drug dealers, like all, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, guys that, you know, and, and like I said on another podcast, some of these drug dealers work for the record companies that produce the guys that, you know, what they, it's, it's all a, um, it's, it's not like a, it's not like a, how can I say this? It's the environment. It's just there. You know, chicks are just there. Drugs are just there. I mean, it, it comes with the territory. And sometimes, you know, uh, when when you got to do a work contract and you got to, you know, keep up, right? Yeah. So, you know, oh, well, hey, try this cocaine over here. This will keep you going. Oh, really? You know, <laughs> and, then, and you try. And then pretty soon, you know, down the road, you end up in rehab. Some of the most talented people in Hawaii ended up in rehab. You know, and and um, and I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them, but you know what? They got to live their dream. Okay, I got to live my dream. Okay, but I came out on the other end without all this other stuff, right? You know, and and uh, that was I attribute that to Brother Wayne. I attribute that to Brother Wayne because he he kept my head on straight. You know, because because we were partners in this thing. We were partners in the business. So he was, you know, I had a blind business partner. I tell people that I had a blind business partner. They're like, what? And they're like, you had what? I'm like, yeah, I had a blind business partner who was my best friend. Sometimes he was like my dad. Sometimes he was like my brother. Sometimes he was like my son. I mean, so the dynamics kind of switched up like that. You know, sometimes I needed advice and I would be sitting down and I'd be going, oh, man, bro, this is going on and, you know, whatever. And he would come up with the the biggest dose of wisdom, you know. And and you're talking about a guy who who doesn't have the kind of life experience that I had. And he came up with this this words of wisdom, you know. Sometimes he would feed my words back to me, um, and he wouldn't be doing it on purpose. He would just, you know, he would hear me say things and whatever. And then when I got in a in a pinch or a bind or just you know just feeling down or whatever, you know, I, I go through things everybody goes through right and he would come back with like you know my words from like i don't know a year ago six months ago sometimes last week and, and he would throw it down and i would go like wow yeah okay wow that's right that's right you know and i would have to you know uh, get it together and and like okay all right that kind of thing so but the sacrifice hawaiians okay was that i couldn't go anywhere i couldn't do anything for 30 years Okay, 30 years. Now, Brother Wayne passed away seven years ago. And when he passed away, our companies, which we have we have several, I'm not, I'm not here to flex, so it's not about that. Um, but our companies were all centered around me and him, you know, or he and I, I should say, <laughs> my grammar. But anyway, but but yeah, we say that in Hawaii. Oh, me and him, bro. Yeah, me and him, we can do that. <laughs> you know, like, but but anyway, but so so everything was built around us, you know, because I I did some work, he did some work, and we put that together. And okay, this was that, and then you know, so we had a production company in our production company. You know, he did the music tracks. I did the engineering. I did the singing. He did the playing. Uh, you know, I did the arranging. He, he did arranging. So, I mean, you know, that kind of thing, right? So, the production company was built around the two of us. Now, you take one guy out of the equation. Now, you got to replace him, you know. So, so do you know, uh, when I was writing jingles and, and doing all that stuff and, and being the real-life Charlie from Two and a Half Men, uh, you know, he was the music guy. 
right? So I would write, I would write the jingles on my guitar. I would sing the jingles. He would, you know, do the, the music tracks. I would do the engineering. I would do the mix down. I would do the mastering. And, and so our, our, um, talents work together kind of thing. Right. And so that's the way it worked. And that's what we did. And so when when he passed away right now i gotta go find a guy to do the music I, we did jingles i did the there was this jingle in hawaii um it's called windows hawaii and it's it's the only jingle i think that we have still running um but that jingle was done with other people you know because i had to go hire and so when brother wayne passed away right i had to go hire people like okay hire him and you know him and you know i hired my 14 year old student to play bass because he was a bass player and i showed i taught him the bass parts in like 10 minutes i think and i go here this is the this is the jingle right here and he played it and i paid him and um i told him i said bro you, you are the youngest kid on any jingle in town and he was so proud like he was so happy you know and and on another i gotta do another podcast about making kids feel big okay because more people in my humble opinion need to make kids feel big so that they know that things are possible when they get older, when they get to be adults, when they get out there in the world. Because a lot of people, myself included, um, do not know what's possible unless they experience or get a taste of it or get around it or whatever. And then it becomes an idea in your head sometimes, right? That, oh, this thing is too big for me to do. Oh, nah, you know, recording an album. Oh, man, you know, you know that kind of thing. But anyway, the commitment thing, okay, the, you know, committing to the dream. When you commit to the dream, there is no plan B. There is only a plan A. If you have a plan B for your dream, forget your dream, okay? Forget it. Because what happens is you go so long with plan A, right? And when you hit the wall, and trust me, you will hit the wall, okay? Dreams are like that. I've had I've had tons of dreams that all manifested, that all came true, and there was always a wall. There was always like, oh man, what are we gonna do? Like, how are we gonna do this? Like, you know, what now, right? And if you're patient, and if if you just, you know, sometimes you gotta take a hard left, like I take you guys on the podcast, right? We go hard left. Okay, sometimes you gotta take a hard left, and sometimes God does that. But God opens another door and you go, whoa, I didn't expect this. And then you get to live the dream, right? That same dream. And you go like, whoa, wow. Yeah, I, I never expected it. It would happen this way, right? So a lot of things, you know, happen like that. But along the way, right, I took one trip. I had one trip in 2002. And I told a story about when I was James Earl Jones for, you know, uh, two weeks on the uh, after a strike uh, way way back anyway but that that's another podcast and um we we have to redo that podcast jay's having me redo everything um uh, the numbers are great like oh my god uh everything changed since he took over but uh yeah so anyway but but the commitment part right when you commit to the dream you gotta go all the way you gotta go out when you get to the point where things hit the wall and you go oh what do we do now Sometimes it looks insurmountable. Sometimes it looks like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Okay, but just have patience, right? Sometimes you got to wait it out. Sometimes you got to turn left or right or whatever, and another door will open and you will get to where you're going, okay? But you have to make sacrifices. 
That's what this podcast is about. Sacrifice. Okay, so I took one business trip in 2002. I went to Tahiti and I think I, yeah, I told that story in a podcast. That was, oh man, that was a disappointment. But I got to be James Earl Jones on the radio with Verizon commercials for two weeks uh, when, the, when the strike was going on, right? Um, and the other thing is like nobody could know it was me because <laughs> we did it out of the country. I mean, all this stuff. I'm like, damn. You know, so you, you get to the point where you do something significant and you cannot tell. I mean, I told people, right? And and they was like, nah. And I don't know. Check it out. And they would check it out and they would listen good. And they go, oh, yeah, that's right. That is you. You know, that kind of thing, right? But that's like two or three people. You don't get the notoriety if it's undercover like that. And they, you know, they had to send me out of the country. I'm like, oh, man. So, so you know, then again, right, I, I was looking for a break. I was looking for something, you know, I was looking for that that thing to be discovered, all that kind of crap. And And so, but, you know, one time in 30 years, I took a business trip for four days. And it's only because one of my exes, um, actually came to the house and I let her stay at the house. Okay. Um, and she took care of, of, of my two friends and brother Wayne and, and this girl that we took care of. And so she took care of them. And, and that was kind of funny too, because you know, um, she started to play house and I had to kick her out. <laughs> so, but, and she became an ex again. I mean, well, she wasn't, you know, we didn't get together or anything, but I'm just saying she was welcome to stay at my house and she took good care of them. And and she took good care of me for a while too, because she didn't have a place, and and I took good care of her, and you know, but then she got a little too comfortable, and you know, started um, saying stuff when when I went out on dates and stuff, and I'm like, hey, I'm single, you know, and so that didn't set right, and then yeah, so she was gone again. But anyway, but I'm just saying, Hawaiians, you gotta commit, right, and you gotta sacrifice, so. What is your sacrifice on the way to success or whatever you call that? The dream. Okay. Your dream. You know, if you want to be an attorney, what is the, what's the sacrifice you got to make? Maybe, maybe you cannot go to the parties. Maybe you cannot go out on weekends. Maybe you're at home working on your law degree. You see what I'm saying? Maybe you got to give up all that stuff, at least in the beginning. Okay. So for 30 years, I did not do anything, you know, nothing, right? Now I got to the point where Brother Wayne passed away. God rest his soul, you know, and and um, that was highly unexpected and tragic. I went through two of the most uh, oh, gut-wrenching years of my life, watching my best friend waste away from cancer. And right after that, I met a girl and then she, yeah, her brain went away. You know, from antidepressants because she came down with cancer. And I'm like, whoa. So I started, you know, this this began to be a running theme with me. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, uh, it, it was one thing after the other. Right. So so the last seven years since he's been gone has been nothing but more work for me. Uh, and and going through these things, right. Him then her, then you know, that kind of stuff. And and that was, you know, um, it was it was like um, being tested by fire, you know, because now I had to take the companies and I had to make it all revolve around me and subcontractors. I had to go out and hire people. I had to go. So so my job is more like um, I want to say my life is more like an administrator uh, because I do everything online and, you know, we moved all the companies online. So 
an administrator, right? We we take orders for things. Um, not not to get into all kinds of business stuff, but we take orders for things, and I feel the orders, and I send them out. They get fulfilled. That goes to the client. They get an invoice. Boom. We keep doing business like that, and that had to be tweaked to where you know I needed new subcontractors. I needed guys to do music. Now I needed guys to do this, to do that, and and so that had to be structured. And building that kind of structure, you know, was was a challenge, um, and and I I mean it almost killed me, you know. I started I started getting to the point where I, like I was drinking wine every day, I was drinking beer every day. I was like, oh man, just to get through the the you know to put a band aid on on this this um, I I don't want to say agony. It wasn't that bad, but. It, it was, um, you know, it's like, it's like, wow, I went through all of this, right? We built all of this. We went through all of this the first time. Now I got to do it again. And now it's only me, right? And like, and like, I'm like, why, why is it just me? Like that kind of thing. You see what I mean? And so you get those thoughts and, and you know, so you, you never know what people are going through, Hawaiians. And I went through a lot, um, a lot in the past seven years, but, um, in the last two years, right? Everything. So it took five years to rebuild. It took five years to, you know, I used to say on the old podcast, the ones that we had to delete, you know, um, cause we, we did it wrong. We did the marketing wrong. So we had to start over. Uh, but I said on the old podcasts, right? That we had to, um, I had to rebuild and I was rebuilding for five years, like five tough, uh, <laughs> excruciating five years, man. I, I tell you. Um, and I'm the kind of guy, like if I see something and I'm like, okay, there's the light at the end of the tunnel, let's chase it. Then, then we go, we just, you know, you do nothing but that. And, um, you know, I wake up at four 30 in the morning. I start work like right away. Like now I work online. So, you know, I do all kinds of stuff at four 30. I get up, you know, go down, get my coffee, go to the office. Sometimes I'm at the office at 2.30. You know, my, my office used to be in this small little town, um, Kalihi. And now my office is smack dab in the middle of downtown Honolulu. Uh, it's in a place called Pauai Tower. Uh, this is actually, uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of history to it, uh, you know. Um, but Pauai Tower is right in the middle of town. And, you know, sometimes I get there at like 2, 2.30 in the morning. Sometimes I get there at one o'clock in the morning. You know, the security guy is the only guy. Hey, Junior, what's up? You know, and I, you know, hey, good morning. You know, how's it? And it, you know, and I gotta wait till four thirty till Starbucks opens, or you know, if I'm lucky, you know, I I get the I buy the Starbucks at at um, at the store and um, in the plastic bottle, right? Take it to work, and there there you go. And so, um, and I really haven't really publicized like that I'm there. A lot of people don't know that that my office is there or that I'm there or whatever. And I don't care to let them know. And in the process, in the last five years, we built two other offices, one in Los Angeles, one in San Francisco. And and that's for my my digital marketing company. So um, there's been a lot going on, like behind the scenes, right? And I, you know, do the the podcast for me is, is like, you know, it's the life coaching company. It's the life coaching side. And it's, it's also uh, something that I have fun doing because it resembles radio. It's a, it's a little like radio, not, not too much, but yeah, small kind, you know, and it's, it's fun because radio used to be the fun thing for me. And, um, it was fun until it wasn't fun anymore. 
and and then it was nothing because I I left. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this crap, and and you know that was the end of that story, right? The the chapter, the book closed actually. Uh, the chapter was over and the book closed, and and that's it. And you gotta close the book, Hawaiians. That's another thing, you know. I said this on another podcast, okay, and this is more life coaching right here, okay. Sometimes, you know, people say, well, you know, don't burn your bridges just in case you need to cross that bridge again, you know. All right, here's my thinking, all right. You need to burn that bridge down to the ground. It needs to be in ashes, okay. Because if, well, I mean, it depends, right. I mean, if you you leave in an amicable way, then of course not. You're not going to burn the bridge. But, you know, you try something, right? And somebody doesn't help you. Or you try something and somebody takes advantage of you. Or you're in some kind of business agreement and, you know, um, people get greedy or, or whatever it is. Like something goes wrong, okay? Why would you want to leave that bridge there? You see what I'm saying, always? And in that case, hey, burn the damn bridge down. And and I do that on purpose. I do that on purpose with, with certain people and certain things certain companies certain whatever because i want to make sure that there's never another time that i get involved with these guys because of their behavior because of the way that they treated me or the way they conducted themselves or whatever it is that that was not conducive to to my liking and and in that case yeah burn them down Hawaiians. you know make sure that don't happen again because you know what's going to happen and this i'm telling you this from experience okay What's going to happen is you, you come across these people that make you, well, in Hawaii, we say any kind. They make you any kind, okay? Um, which is, you know, a variety of things. That's a blanket statement for, like, anything, right? But they, they do that. They, they're careless. They're, they're callous. They're, they're uh, you know, they, they mistreat you, right? And then when you have something later on and something pops up and all of a sudden you're in a position or you have something or you know your company is doing something significant or you're doing something significant all these guys start coming around they all start coming around and then hey you remember me you know that kind of thing Hoins, come on you don't need that all right that's why you burn the bridge that's why you kick their ass out okay i don't mean to swear on a podcast but yeah there you go okay that's why you do that because cause if it doesn't work for you the first time, what makes you think it's going to work for you again? What makes you think you got to keep that channel open so that if something good happens to you and you, you know, um, you start doing good things, they're going to go, oh, hey, you know, I got girls that do that. I got girls I dated years and years ago. And, and today, you know, they're going, hey, I'm like, hey, <laughs> what do you mean, hey? <laughs> go home <laughs> you see what i'm saying but i mean i'm just i'm not trying to be cruel i'm just saying that if there was a reason you know there was there was a girl that came to my office asking me for money and stuff and it please like pleading with me like begging me and, I, and i'm like baby look you know things happen and we ended it for a reason okay and here's the thing you guys exes are exes for a reason Okay, and you sometimes you have to recall that reason. Okay, so you don't make the same mistake again. Okay, you don't want to keep repeating. You don't want to get back on the merry-go-round, mouse wheel, whatever you want to call it. But you don't want to do that. Okay, now the sacrifice I made, right? 30 years, nowhere. I didn't go anywhere, right? 
Now, we tried to work in Vegas and I hired an agent in Orlando, Florida. I hired the guy. I said, you know, and he actually went. I got the email, you know, and on that email, it's it's me, Dionne Warwick and a Cirque show. And I was like, whoa. And, you know, I have it in my email. I haven't really, you know, um, taken it out and whatever. But I'm going to print that thing. I'm going to put it in a frame, you know, because I was very proud of the fact that my name was mentioned with Dionne Warwick. And and Cirque, Cirque, uh, Circus Olay, whatever they call it. I don't know. Cirque D'Olay, whatever it is. Uh, but that, the Cirque show. And and I was like, whoa. I mean, to me, that was like, bro, if you can if you can hit that high, even if you didn't get the job, even, you know, the reason why we didn't get Vegas was because I had not performed in North America. So there were no numbers from Ticketmaster, you know, because investors want to see like, okay, did this guy draw? Was this guy popular? What did he do? You know, and I had nothing because we were just here in Hawaii. And I didn't even have any, you know, any concerts here. I, I, I didn't do concerts. I, I did shows. You know, we, we did a different thing. So, uh, but, but yeah, that's the reason why I didn't, you know. And, and I certainly, from the business aspect, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. You know, but we tried. The most important thing that you guys got to know is you got to try you know, even if the odds are against you, I mean, I knew I knew everything was stacked against me, um, including the fact that they don't even do the kind of stuff I do in Las Vegas anymore. I've rarely, probably one or two shows like that somewhere, somewhere off the, the strip, somewhere in, in in the back room, you know, <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. But but I'm just saying, right, you just you got to go. You got to go. Because you don't want to be lying on your deathbed when you're 90 years old or 85 or whatever it is and go, oh, you know what? I should have tried that. Yeah, I should have experienced that. I should have, could have, would have. No, bullshit. When I, when I, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the way I talk at home. Sorry about that. But, but yeah. But when I die, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm, I'm already happy right now. You know, I lived all my dreams already. I, I am, if I die tonight in my sleep, Hawaiians don't feel sorry for me. I had a great run and I lived all of my dreams. I, I, you know, I, I thank God I have everything. I, I really, I, I have, I have my health. I have, you know, I have, I have, I have. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm totally happy. And if I die tonight, mission accomplished. Boom. There. Everything that I thought when I was sitting on the beach at four o'clock in the morning, at Wailua Beach at four o'clock in the morning, all by myself, fantasizing about, yeah, I'm going to cross that water. I'm going to get to the island of Oahu and I'm going to do a show and I am going to sing my songs, right? You know, and that took a long time. That took a long, long time, but everything turned out, all those daydreams, okay? And, and there's another thing about life coaching, right? When you do that, you're in alpha state. Your brain is in alpha state, okay? Alpha waves. And that goes straight to your subconscious and that programs your subconscious. So next time you're daydreaming, remember, when you're daydreaming, okay, you, you got you to gotta fantasize because your subconscious doesn't know the difference and it will take baby steps conducive to your goals and you will achieve your goals, okay? So if you're daydreaming, don't dismiss it, okay? Go for it. Do more of it. Do, do more of that. Okay, get lost in your imagination and, and just go. But when you're doing it, you gotta fine tune your imagination. You have to go, okay, yeah, I, uh, you know, I wanna do, uh, whatever. Like if, in my case, I wanna do a show, but then, uh, yeah, and then, and then fine tune it. I wanna do a show with dancing girls, which 
hula girls, whatever, monkeys. <laughs> whatever. I want to I do a circus with lions, whatever. Be specific and go for your dreams, okay? Because your subconscious is the one that does this, okay? And God is real. And God, so God is the super conscious. Then you have the subconscious and the conscious mind, okay? And, and once you learn how to work those three in concert, there's nothing you can't do. Sometimes you got to wait. Sometimes it takes a little time. Sometimes you get frustrated. Some, I mean, everybody, okay? Sometimes there are external things like the economy, like all kinds of stuff that is not conducive to what you want, but you got to persevere. You got to keep at it. For 30 years, I never went anywhere. So I thought, right, years ago when I was rebuilding, right, uh, before the pandemic, I thought, okay, now I can travel. And I was telling people I know, uh, I thought, yeah, you know, I'm trying to figure out where to go. You know, if I take my finger and I just point them on a map somewhere, the world map, right? Like, I can afford to go anywhere. I just point, okay, we're going over there. <laughs> you, you know, like, where is there? I don't know, but we're going. You know, that kind of thing. And so I was trying to figure out, okay, where where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? And, um, and I couldn't figure it out, right? And I thought, well, okay, we're going to plan. And I started planning and I shut down. I shut down the, the Junior Keiko Eva Junior Roadshow, the, the wedding and party business. I shut it because I was tired. I was tired of performing without Wayne. I was tired. It was it had an empty feeling. It was like work. With Wayne, it was like fun. And now it was like work. I shut it down in 2019. We shut it down. Uh, it's on Facebook if you want to take a look at it. Uh, it's the Junior Keiko Eva Junior Show and uh, a road show sorry road show and um and you can go take a look at what we used to do there's tons and tons and tons of pictures uh tons of events and and all kinds of stuff and we shut it down in 2019 in 2020 right the pandemic happened okay cancel travel plans right so i didn't go anywhere okay now it's 2023 uh, we've adjusted from the pandemic because i had to move my company i had to move my main office i had to i had to just all, all kinds of stuff and i'm like well no we gotta make changes we gotta make adjustments we moved everything to the web now everything is solid and now i'm gonna start going places and the first place i'm going well i'm not gonna tell you that's not a podcast but i'm going somewhere and uh finally finally i'm going to take vacations in fact i might take two or three or four vacations in a row <laughs> i might i might just go you know, I, that's what I'm thinking, right? I'm thinking, and and I'm thinking road trip. You know, I I've always wanted to do a road trip, and um, and I I'm thinking long road trip, right? Just go because I work. I can work on the road. Everything is in my laptop. That's what I do every day in my laptop. That's my life, and and I enjoy I enjoy this chapter like that because before everything had to be in person, and you know whatever, and now I can get lazy and just you know jump out of bed, put a hat on, and boom. I, I'm online working and, and, and seeing people on Skype and FaceTime and doing all this kind of, you know, life coaching, all this kind of stuff. But, but anyway, but yeah. So, okay. Everybody has to sacrifice. Okay. I'm going to bring it back to sacrifice. My sacrifice was, yeah, I had to take care of someone who was blind. I took care of someone who had cerebral palsy. Okay. And, and together, the three of us built some unreal stuff. We built some unreal stuff, okay? And then, you know, life happens. People move on, you know. Uh, our friend uh, moved, moved on and moved out and whatever. And, and, um, and then Brother Wayne came down with cancer. That was unfortunate. And now it's just me.
And so, so now, um, you know, I face the, the, the next, the next leg of the journey. And, and, you know, after having done the sacrifice to live all my dreams, you know, now I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the sacrifice is going to be. Like, what is this sacrifice? You know, I don't see any, I don't, I don't uh, feel any, you know, and in the beginning, you know, when I knew that, okay, Rob, there's a lot of stuff you cannot do, but you can do this, right? And you got Wayne, you got a musical genius over here to back you up. You got a musical genius over here. That's the other half of everything you can do. Okay. But, but the trick is, yeah, you cannot leave. How many people will go for that dream, Hawaiians? How many people will go, oh yeah, sign me up. Okay. I cannot, no vacations. Can I go any place? Okay. I got to stay over here. Okay. I got to do it, but I can live my dreams. Okay. How many people are going to sign up? I'm just asking. I don't know. You know, I, I do not know. But I can tell you one thing. I never even thought about it twice. I, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's build the companies. Let's let's go. Let's do this. You know, come move in. You get your own room. You get, you know, everything. But I mean, you know, whatever. Let's do this. And we embarked on a journey. And we had to put up with, you know, a lot of stuff on that journey. And and we didn't we didn't always agree. I got to say this. He didn't always agree with the chicks I brought home and all this kind of stuff. He didn't always agree with the kind of life I was living. And I didn't care. I didn't give a rip because I'm just that way. I just don't give a rip, you know. But it, it wasn't like, you know, like like he was in danger or, or inconvenienced or anything. He just didn't approve of the way I was doing stuff. And I didn't care. And I didn't approve of the way he was doing stuff. And he did stuff. If you think a blind man can't do stuff, you never lived with a blind man. So... But I'm just saying, but, but you know what? When I saw Jerry Lewis, I saw uh, this guy, Jerry Lewis, you can Google him and Dean Martin. And he was talking about Dean Martin once. And he was talking about the love that they had for each other. And I never understood it, right? Because I was like, well, but they was married. They, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not gay. Um, so, so I, you know, I didn't understand that. And this was years ago. This was like maybe, maybe 25 years ago, 20, maybe 20 years ago. And I never understood it. And so after Wayne passed away, I went back and I watched the Jerry Lewis interviews, you know, and, and I thought to myself, yeah, you know what? There was a lot of love and that the biggest love that Wayne and I had was music. The biggest love we had was performing for people and making people happy, making people laugh, entertaining people. That was the that was love. Number one, the second love was, yeah, I had a brother because I'm an only child. And that was my brother. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, he was older brother, younger brother, whatever. Dynamics change. But then that was the, the second thing, you know. And um, right up until the end, you know, we had that, that bond. But the thing that kept us going was the music, the goal, okay, the dream. And once we lived, like, all the dreams, right, we had, we had to try to figure out, okay, now we're going Vegas, you know, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But, yeah. There was a huge sacrifice on my part. There was a huge sacrifice on his part, too. I mean, you know, everybody sacrifices. So remember that. The next time, you know, you guys think about a dream, think about the fact that there's going to be a sacrifice. I don't care what. You know, sometimes if you're a carpenter, you got to sacrifice. Oh, oh, sorry, I got to go. But yeah. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry, also AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Darren Janine, and Voicemaster Enterprises Family of Service Companies.
Till next time, I'm Junior going, hey, wow, you guys got to sacrifice, okay? Be willing to take the sacrifice because you got to give to get. Yeah. Till next time, I'm Junior. Say mahalo and aloha.